Hey guys, on this episode of the Ask It Us SEO Show, I talk about international SEO targeting and what that means for your business. Boom! So basically, the, the 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 way I actually got this question asked to me was um, my uh, was through an email from my client who's actually overseas at the moment, who wants to s- sort of target his business um, to a specific specific demog- uh, country and demographic, and that that means that we have to change language and actually have a portion of our website that's going to be changed. Um, specifically to reach this new audience and I thought you know what this is going to be a fantastic uh, it's a fantastic uh, new episode number 15 I've got a new, a new haircut and a new shirt and I thought you know let's let's rock and roll so basically I'm not going to use the client's name but I'm going to use domain as the as the as the t- TLD that we're going to be speaking about today and Basically, there's three primary ways, and this video won't go for too long because it's only going to be one specific topic, whereas other videos have gone into multiple different topics. But these three domain um, examples uh, can be used for a variety of different ways. So, so it all depends upon what you're trying to do. So, for example, you you have an English-speaking domain. So we're going to use domain. .com.au, which actually is a real estate website, but I'm not using it because of that. Um, I just maybe I should call it xyz.com.au uh, next time. But domain.com.au is 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 obviously the Australian uh, top level domain extension, and obviously our Eng- we speak English, so Google can understand that just standard domains are like a domain. .com.au is going to be an Australian domain. Now, why is that important? And I'm targeting the more small business, medium business, and people who aren't uh, very very knowledgeable on the SEO subject. When you when when you want to perform better in the search engines, generally, it's better to have two things to starting off with to set the right foundation. One, you want to have a domain in that country, and you want to have it translated in the in the, in the native tongue as well as have the website physically hosted in that nation. So if you've got your domain.com.au, you obviously want to make sure that primarily it's written in English, which makes sense. It has a .au, and also it's going to be, the website actually physically is going to be hosted um, in Australia. And so that's important because that sort of helps Google to understand that your website is uh, from Australia, as well as because the majority of your um, visitors are going to come from that country most of the time. You can't say all the time, there's always exceptions, but majority of the time, the country, the, the, the top level domain extension, so because these domains in AU, majority of the traffic is going to be Australian. And you, why you want to host it in Australia is because generally it's faster to download information from an Australian IP address or someone logging onto the internet and browsing to that website. And it's obviously going to be quicker than if that website is hosted in Japan or Italy or, or or wherever else. So it's very important to sort of have the domain 
registered and hosted in the country that you're primarily targeting as well as the country. Now what the client wanted to know is he actually wants to target uh, native Chinese speakers um, but his business is located in Australia. Now just quickly I'm working out exactly which one of these three solutions is going to work for him based on what he writes back but we're just going to pretend like he's already told me a few things. So generally, hey buddy, how you going? I will get back to you. Sorry, I'm talking to Instagram. Um, so domain.com.au forward slash zh-cn. This example would work if, and the client basically indicated that this is the reason why, this is actually going to be targeting, so when you have a forward slash zh-cn, that's actually a code for the mainland Chinese speaking people and Chinese like many languages have different dialects and variants and, and there's like a English AU, there's a there's a there's a New Zealand, there's an Australian, there's a UK, there's a US, and that's all three variants of English. And so having domain.com.au forced as ZHCN, because it's on the .au domain, so obviously going back that it's primarily an Australian business. We're going to have four slash ZH-CN, which is going to target specific content to people that on their computers have changed the language, changed the keyboard, changed how they're reading web pages, changed the, the language of, the, of their computer to Chinese. And so that anything that then anything that would forward, sorry, my email's going off, anything that would forward off after that will be Chinese. Right, because it follows the subdirectory format. Now, I spoke about subdirectories and subdomains in another in another video, but just to give you an example, the reason why you would use domain.com.au zh-cn is if you want to target again Chinese speakers, Chinese natives, or people that primarily want to see some specific specific content in Chinese, but from an Australian business, and so. There's a few things you can do in SEO to make sure that Google renders all that content correctly and you can set location tags and all the rest of it. But I'm not going to get into that because I want to keep the video relatively short. Then there's an example of domain.cn. Now, if my client decided to want to actually break into the Chinese market, so physically move his business and shift it off over to China or start a new country, then I've always recommended getting a whole brand new domain. So you'll get domain.cn, that's the Chinese top level domain extension, that's the code. And so obviously that whole website will be written in Chinese, that, that's it. And it'll be hosted in Chinese, it would have Chinese content, and it's obviously got a Chinese domain. So from a Google perspective, that domain is actually going to perform better knowing that it has, so if you had domain.com.au zh-cn, that can actually probably rank in China, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult than if you have a full domain that's hosted in China, that's got the Chinese extension, it's going to have more and more content that's obviously in Chinese, and that generally, generally, not always, but generally performs better than just having this example up here, if you just want to target only Chinese people. Um, and obviously this really, this gets really, really complicated, but I'm just going to keep it moving. Then you've got domain.com.au question mark lang equal zh-cn. So obviously it's very similar to this one with the exception that 
that uh, slash zh-cn could be a whole different section on the website. So it may not necessarily, this content, this Chinese content in this subdirectory may not even be found in any other part of the website. But having domain.com.au query lang equals zhcn, then what that actually does, well, if you code it correctly, is that it will, it will, it will duplicate and translate whatever that without that lang specified in the in the url so it might be you know welcome to domain.com.au blah 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 so then by switching it over to lang equals chinese your code will then render it and change it to chinese so then this google will see this page as normally english oh but now you want to show chinese content so these, these two pages will be the same, but when this is executed, this query perimeter, this Chinese query perimeter, it changes it from English to Chinese. Whereas this one up here sort of does that, but, it's, but because it's in a subdirectory, it's a completely different page. So whatever's here does not match the domain. So you might have domain.com.au forward slash about us, which would be just normal about us English speaking content, but then if you add the query lang equal zh.cn, that would change it about as content that is normally written in English to Chinese. So hopefully if you've got any questions, like, like put them down. I'll, I'll, I'll love it if you can ask, ask me any questions on that. But this is specifically more targeted towards small business um, that would generally have these sorts of problems. So these three... And there's actually a few other examples that I didn't want to really go into, but these three generally um, sort of are the most common ways of handling international content. And there's a, there's a lot of things that you can do. You can sort of make sure you, you set HTML data um, to, to make sure that this content here is the alternate content because this is your primary and you just create what they call more directives to explain to Google that what obviously should be common sense that well because I have a .com.au domain uh, Google that should be English and if I include a langs.zh so sometimes you might go to websites and you'll see in the top right hand corner different languages they might be like Dutch uh, German you know Chinese or whatever you click on that and sometimes you might see these little query perimeters pop up so it really comes down to how you what makes sense for your particular scenario. So I've always recommended, like throughout my 11 plus years, and I haven't really deviated away from it, so if you want to target a, a, a business in a specific country, you can have, let's say, xyz.com. That's your international website, which usually .coms are seen as a US site, but, but now you've got .us. So then you've got xyz.com xyz.us, xyz.gr, which is Greek, xyz.it, which is Italy, I believe. So you can have, you can have all these four websites, but then you, it becomes a little bit tricky when you have xyz.com and xyz.us, which will be both English-speaking countries. And that's where it gets a little bit more complicated when you have two different top-level domains that obviously have the same language. It's a, you can have duplicate content from a Google perspective and from a search engine perspective, and duplicate content is bad, but it's not as bad as like every SEO sort of made it out to be in the last 10 years. It, it's 
bad, but it's not sort of end of the world bad. Um, but what some people do then is either they'll create different domains for each of those countries, like I mentioned, or let's get this over here. Have xyz.com forward slash gr, and that's very similar to that as I mentioned up here. But then that may translate whatever whatever English is on that website, or as I mentioned above, be whole different content. There's also another example where you have gr.xyz.com. Now, this example is very related to the, the second one, but it's sort of on a subdomain. And as I mentioned in our last episode, I talked about the difference between subfolders and subdomains from a search engine perspective. And so having gr.xyz.com, because I'm sick and tired of using domain, <laughs> that's actually a real website, .com.au, um, it's very similar to having like domain.cn, so actually, you know what, to make it more, make it more, less confusing, let's call this cn, right? Get rid of the Greek. So cn.xyz.com is very similar to domain.cn. And so subdomains, as I mentioned, is seen as completely different websites. So the benefits of having a subdomain is usually comes down to things like hosting, that obviously you've, you've got, you don't have to get a whole new different domain, so you've got hosting costs um, and, and, and additional server infrastructure costs, and you can control it generally all from one sort of server and IP. However, and obviously cn.xyz.com, from a Google perspective, is seen as an entirely different website than, than just xyz.com. The reason why people do this is obviously because it obviously does, it's like doing this, but a little bit more, um, uh, less confusing for search engines because they'll be seen as a completely different domain. The negative side is, the negative, the downturn of not doing this, because it's easy in so many ways, the biggest downturn is that this will perform, it's a lot more difficult, a lot more difficult to get a subdomain ranking than a domain.cn which will be a primary domain just, or it'd be like, it'd be like cn.xyz.com is a subdomain version, or then you have xyz.cn. This version will always perform better, generally, generally. And I said always, because if you've got 10 links pointing to cn.xyz, same links, and then you've got 10 links pointing to xy.cn, from my, from my sort of, um, my calculation, and what I've seen over the last 11 years, generally, generally, the top level domain will rank. And that's why we always recommend with the English speaking, if you've got like, how many websites have we seen in the last two weeks where you've got these businesses trying to rank, these small businesses with a .com, and they're trying to rank in the Australian market. And so I'm thinking, oh man, like you're making it so hard for yourself. And what has annoyed me is that they actually talk with other SEO agencies and no one told them. And I'm gonna actually do another video after this about specifically one example we've seen um, where you have domains redirecting out of nowhere and going to us to multiple subdomains and it's crazy and really terrible. So guys, if you have any questions about those three, I'm just trying to think, did I sort of answer it correctly? So. It makes sense to have, and I'm just gonna do another quick brief brief overview of it and then I'm gonna end it and I appreciate you watching. 
So domain.com.au forward is generally going to be content that's specifically targeted to the Chinese speaking people and it could be a whole completely either dedicated section of the website or it could be very similar to having like this but it's held in a subfolder. I always generally, generally most of the time prefer this one over that most of the time. If, if you want to target if you so with my client's example is he wants he wanted to target English speaking people in China so it made sense to do that uh, domain.cn if you want to target specifically the Chinese market in China you want to set up a residence a business a physical address in China do domain.cn 100% and this example would mean that primarily the English version is the primary version and then you let's say you click a button or you click a drop down or whatever then changes and adds a query perimeter lang equals zh-cn well then that now becomes the alternate version of the primary english speaking uh, english written language then now changes it and translates it to zh-cn i think i want to leave it at that guys i'm going to open up questions on facebook if you have any and on instagram if you've got any but in terms of the youtube um if guys you've got any questions Leave a link down below and I look forward to speaking with you in the next video.